how to make a podcast just flew out of my head. <laughs> I legit panicked when you're like, are we ready? I'm like, I don't know what we're doing. Well, what do we do? This is going to go well. Oh, wow. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry to have done that to you. Well, I appreciate that, but I know that you're secretly really happy about it. So It's true. I'm I'm sorry if I mispronounce your username, but in our chat, because we're live recording this with our patrons, uh, Asriel Razor says, I jump into the live and the first word I hear is breast. Nice. Yep. Um, Welcome. Welcome. (laughs) Uh, Look. We are who we are who we uh, are. I'm uh, first of all. I, I am sincerely sorry. I caused panic, uh, but uh, yeah. <laughs> well, it's like you didn't do it on purpose. That's why you're sorry. You really wish that you could have like planned the ability to to make me fucking freak out. Um, but no, it's just parts of my brain went. Mm, no file not found. What? How? How do we podcast? I don't know. Here's I don't know. a blank document. Figure it out. <laughs> it is weird that we're recording this on a Friday. Maybe that's what's throwing me off. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're down to we're down to the one show, yeah, so. for a few weeks, and then yeah, for a little bit. Though I think uh, next next week we we'll have to do Thursday because on Friday I'm going to Paris. I don't know if you heard to Gay Paris. Gay Paris. Um, I'm very um, looking forward. I'm very much looking forward to seeing uh, Disneyland in Paris again. So that's gonna be great. Yeah. Will you please say hi to some of the actors for me? Girl, ever since you sent me, so uh, earlier this week, Steph sent me a video of the uh, Parisian Loki they have there, and mm, he's He's fine. He's like nine feet tall. He's ridiculously tall, and he's very handsome, and just walking around with with all the swagger in the world. Like, I looked in the video, because I'm like, there's no way he's actually that tall. Surely, Surely that he's got like double thick soles on his boots or something. No. No, he's just incredibly tall. He's gigantic, yeah. And like I'm not I'm I'm not a height queen. I don't care uh about height at all, really. But if you make it work, whatever. That was if, so if, not if, true. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm, I have evolved in the twenty years you've known. <laughs> because I've learned here's the thing. Here's the thing, y'all. Uh People, people are quick to, to dismiss short kings. And that is at your peril because the height goes somewhere. Okay. Every short king that I have gotten with has, uh, has been able to double in life as a tripod. All right. So it's just fucking true. And if that, and if not, and if not, if the physical equipment isn't there, the skills are, or they should be. If you're listening to me right now and you're a short king, you need to, you need to have the skills. That's all. Take a class. There are classes. Take a class, read a book. Oh my God. Do you remember? Heather, do you remember? Oh no. (laughs) There was that one time I picked you up from the airport. This is back in college. I went back to school early so I could pick you up from the airport. Right. And we got a hotel room for that night because La Casa. yeah, the, the oh, no, campus wasn't open yet. Yeah, yeah Mikasa, the Mikasa Hotel. Um, so it was, I mean, in retrospect, filthy. Um, but, but we didn't know. Uh, and because the campus wasn't open yet, we needed to sleep somewhere. And so, uh, but we couldn't sleep. So we turned on the TV and it was, what was, it was like an HBO show. It was just all about sex. It was, sex like, it was uh, real sex. Real sex. Thank mm-hmm, you. Mm-hmm. And one of the segments on real sex was literally... Like these, these two absolutely lovely lesbians teaching a class on oral sex. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
complete with visual aids and puppets. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, I'm talking like a large, plush, Muppet version of Lady Bits that they right. had, that they had to wear like they it had like a like a belt strap and so <laughs> but it was like elastic uh so they're they're each standing at the front of the class holding this this large muppet vagina vulva situation and <laughs> and they're like we're going to race to see who can get it on first let me put my on and they're just like whoop, whoop, whoop. And then they wiggle into it to get it on. Chris and I spent the next, I don't know, decade. Year. Year. Just, no. Yeah. I mean, like, we have we did it for a long time. We, I, I still do it. At every opportunity going, let me put my on. <laughs> doing a little <laughs> shimmy dance. So I believe, Steph, that was the same trip where before we got to the hotel, we decided to see a movie, Lord of the Rings. Did we? Yeah, that was the same time. I was like, God, was so and, and we were both like, oh, it's not going to be that good. There's no way it's going to be that There's good. There's no way it could possibly be good. And then like three hours later, our lives are changed. We were shocked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was shocked. Anyway, uh, let me put my on. Yep. Let me put my on and let's do this. I'm not sure how much of that is going to end up in the final cut, but I had to share the story. So. I love that. I love that. <laughs> Look, if you're good. Y'all are welcome. If you enjoy an activity like sex, I'm if- just saying you, if people that love video games... You watch Twitch, you watch YouTube to get better at it, right? You right, can do the same right. thing with sex, yeah. It behooves you to get better at it. Like and like this is why this is why always date nerds. Always date nerds. Because we have a, a if you if you can find the ones that aren't awful, okay. Because there's a level of dedication in the nerd brain to wanting to excel and improve at whatever hyper-focused task they're into right then. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and if you mm-hmm. can direct that hyper-focus at a particular skill set in the boudoir, then then Yahtzee. <laughs> so we we have some chat stuff. Uh, Azrael no. said... We, uh, who, are you t- who are you quoting right now? Uh, I, I'm, I was literally about to say... Okay, but not who are they, but why are you... Uh, uh, so who, we're, we're, I've it? already said... That, I already did a live recording, but do I have to say it every time? Did you? I didn't hear that. Okay. Do it again. Okay. Hi. For five <laughs> bucks a month, you can join our Patreon and watch this live record. And we have people in our chat because they can interact with us real time. Ezreal Razor in our chat just said, we called our short friend Donkey for a reason. <laughs> and then uh, Trisha, who's been in our chat before, has said, my boyfriend is a short king. And yes, the height definitely went somewhere. Although in this case, it's more. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I love our patrons. They overshare right along with us. We have yeah. this we have this lovely community of just like, yeah, no, we're gonna talk about this. And it's fucking great. <laughs> it's fucking great. All right. Um, do we want to intro a podcast? I, it, today? it can't get better than that. <laughs> it's, it's y'all, there's something in the air. <laughs> I don't the, know what's uh, going on. Girl, I'm in heat anyway. Nice. Yeah. Okay. 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 Here we go. You ready? I'm ready. My body is ready. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Dark Side Divas, the podcast where a woman and a gay man express their opinions about Star Wars. My name is Stephanie. I'm the woman half of the show, and y'all don't sleep on the Short Kings. They're uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What the fuck? Oh, it was, was almost an intro, and then I... I don't know. You should Anyway, talk it's now. getting foggy on your camera right now, Steph. Uh, hi, everybody. I'm Chris. I'm that homo... <laughs> sexual. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Steph, speaking of which... Uh, 
Not to worry, Minister. Lord Vader and I will manage in your absence. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Yeah. Oh. All right. I'm going to go ahead and pull up AO3. (laughs) 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 There's no way that fanfic doesn't exist. Oh, fucking Callus Vader fic? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. Okay. Anakin. Um, No, the mask stays on. Oh, right. The helmet stays on. Yeah. 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 Hey, do you have anything you want to talk about before we get into why we're here today? God, I feel like we already talked about Bad Batch, but I can't help but contain my excitement because we're in only a few days. My boys return. Oh, my God. Oh my and God, Tech God. Lives. Hashtag Tech Lives. <coughs> Man, I hope so. I need, I need tech to be alive. I just... For like on so many levels, like I I didn't love him to begin with. Like I thought he was funny, but I didn't adore him. But he grew on me. Right. He he grew on me like a like a fungus, a fungus, <laughs> he could, a fungus he could easily identify in seconds uh, and tell me everything about, and just it would be amazing. I know. Love a nerd. Anyway, um, so yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the Bad Batch, and I'm looking forward to the return of um, my one true love, Asajj Ventress. Oh my um, god! I, <laughs> I need to know. I need to know the context. I need to know how she's there. Tell me everything. I guess I'll have to watch the show. And then how they're gonna that. rip my heart out of my yeah. chest yet again? Yeah, with her. Because like, what did we just bring her back so we could do her death on screen? Dave Filoni, looking at you. Yeah. Of course. That's how that shit's going to go down. Of course. Of course. God. He loves it. Like, what? Here's the thing. In Star Wars, we waste nothing. Everything gets used at some point, whether it's Ralph McQuarrie concept art or a J. Random bounty hunter in the background of a shot who now has their own comic series, you know? And so Dave Filoni, like the reason that we have the Dark Disciple book um, about Ventress and Quinlan Voss and all of that is because Clone Wars ended. Yeah. And they weren't, that was an arc that was supposed to happen on the show. So I feel like maybe Dave Filoni feels cheated out of being able to show us the fate of Assange Ventress. And this may be his chance to revisit it and break all of our hearts. So, uh, uh, Michelle in chat says, it's Jennifer Cor- Corbett or Corbet. I don't know how to pronounce her last name, uh, but it's Jennifer's fault. She's the one in charge of Bad Batch. That's right. There's a woman that Ooh. is. Wait, wait, wait. Women don't like Star Wars. I know, right? What are you talking about? I'm never letting it go. <laughs> anyway. Uh, but yes, no, we have a woman to blame. Um, but I guarantee you, Filoni is heavily involved. Yeah. Because he has his darlings and he loves to kill his darlings right before our eyes. So I'm just saying be afraid for Ahsoka. Just because her name is on the show doesn't mean shit. God damn. Doesn't mean shit. We're getting season two of that, apparently, so... Yeah, I don't know how they're going to do that, but okay, we'll figure it out. Anyway, I anyway, know, I know, do you have anything else you want to talk about before we get into why we're I'm ready to get talk about this episode because, oh, oh my God. Okie dokie. So what we're doing on this podcast is we are watching through the entire Star Wars visual story in chronological order, which means we started with episode one, The Phantom Menace, uh, and we have been flying whatever, verbing forward through time since then, and we find ourselves today... On Star Wars Rebels, Season 2, Episode 1, The Siege of Lothal, Part 1. What? Season 2 <laughs> already? Here we are, baby. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's good stuff. Do you have an intro? I have to. I do, but I have to say, uh, the oh, no. the strikes, like, being right in the middle of all this has really fucked up, skewed my, my sense of, like, how long we've been in Season 1. 
Yeah, yeah, it, absolutely. It, it both feels like it's forever, but not enough time. I don't know. It's weird. Okay, intro. Go. <clears throat> Phoenix Squadron on the attack. Ghost crew align themselves with the Rebel Alliance and begin working beside groups of military pilots and soldiers. But is everyone on the crew comfortable with this new relationship? Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Darth Vader, Lord of the Sith, is overseeing a full lockdown of Lothal, overseeing a deadly plot to capture and destroy the Rebels. Will the Dark Lord succeed, or and will our heroes fall into his trap? We won't know by the end, because this is only part one. yeah so uh previously we had to reveal that vader's here fucking vader vader's here vader um so i think one thing we can do before we get into this episode we need to sort of mentally review what we know about darth vader right now right um from the chronological watch through perspective because we fangirled all over him uh last last time we talked about this because we come into this with the knowledge of somebody who grew up with the original trilogy. Like Vader is a fixture. Right. He's, he's in the air. He just exists. But from the perspective of our chronological watch through, we damn well know who's in that suit. We oh, yeah. saw it happen. Yeah. We watched it, it happen. Yeah. Yeah. In Revenge of the Sith. That's Anakin Skywalker, uh, who is in that suit and being, um, I mean, he's, he's incredibly intimidating. But at this stage in the story, in the chronological watch through, we don't know what he's capable of other than what we know that Anakin is capable of. Yeah. Well, we, uh, uh, this is the first time I've seen this episode since uh, the Obi-Wan show. So we have that as well, right? That's true. That's true. Yeah. Him walking through that town and murdering people right and left and doing never mind. Strike my previous statement. You're so right. (laughs) How did I forget about Obi-Wan? Yeah. No, he's a monster. He's a fucking monster. Yeah. So, but. At the time, that's that's the thing. Is I was thinking of it at the as, from the perspective of at the time that the show came out. If right. you were a kid, if you were my kids, um, then or, or of my kids' generation, because my kids grew up with the original trilogy too, because I I raised them correctly. But if you were of my kids' generation, maybe you had only watched the animation. Maybe you just watched through Clone Wars, and maybe you saw the prequel movies, so you don't one hundred percent know what's up with. Anyway, uh, this Vader guy is fucking scary. Yeah. And I love it. I uh, I have to. Uh, uh, so Steph and I were on a podcast called called uh, Skywalk Before You Run. It's and, true. It's and, true. Go check uh, it out. The host Mary Kay was uh, never seen Star Wars before, mm-hmm. but unfortunately, she knew about uh, because it's so like saturated in our culture. She knew about some of the key uh, the key events, like you know Darth Vader is Luke's father, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. And but I'm still so jealous of her because she gets to experience all this bullshit for the first time, right? And right. and it, these these stories do uh, have a very different impact depending on which Star Wars you're most familiar with or which mm-hmm. what you've watched so far. So yeah, we get uh, we get Darth Vader in Rebels. The first time I saw Rebels, of course, was before the Obi Wan show ever came out because it didn't exist yet. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he was he's scary because he's Vader, right? But mm-hmm. Not uh, not uh, horror movie scary, right? But he's definitely <laughs> he's definitely an escalation in the intimidation factor. Oh yeah, over say the Grand Inquisitor, who was our last sort of big bad. Yeah, yeah. You know? um, because the Grand Inquisitor was hot and all, and he was there, but oh. there's just something about Vader, uh, and. A lot of it is in the show. Uh, for one thing, you know, we talked about this before. Uh, Filoni's very careful about how you handle Vader. Um, and the guy who wrote this ep- these episodes, uh, Henry Gilroy, also very careful about how you write Vader. 
um, because like he has a very specific way of speaking. Um, and so he had, they had to go back to the original trilogy and like study that so that nothing that he's saying here seems out of character. Like it needs to be, this needs to be a guy who can transition into a new hope mm-hmm. seamlessly. Right. Mm-hmm. But the way that they animate him is it's always from a lower angle. We're always looking up at Vader. So that just emphasizes his intimidation factor. And because he just seems he's looming. He's he's looming in every shot he's in. It's fucking awesome. I love that. I love that. Okay. Um, so yeah, we do have Vader. Oh, and it is in fact James Earl Jones whose voice is Vader in this and, show. What? Yeah. I didn't know that. That's James Earl Jones. Yeah. I'm in shock. You didn't you didn't know that? No, because you look up the casting and I don't I don't bother. <laughs> but I, I, I never, but I never knew that. You I never knew tell that by was, listening. You know, it sounded different to me. It really did. I mean, I think it sounds a little different. Yeah. Um, but no, that's that's James Earl Jones. That's fucking great. I love yeah. that. Yeah. I I think we're at a at a point. Uh, like at the time that in 2014 when this is coming out, James Earl Jones is like that is Vader's mind. Mm. If there's a Vader happening and it's in a Star War, I'm voicing it. Mm-hmm. If it's fucking robot chicken, it's not going to be James Earl Jones. <laughs> <That's really laughs> but, but this is a Star Wars. Uh oh, so your be- mama fight. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Let's get into the episode, shall we? All right. All right. Uh, so we open the episode. The ghost is fighting the Imperials. So, but they're not being chased by the Imperials. They're chasing the Imperials. Yeah, they're being attacked. Um, and we see, I believe, for the first time in the show, A wings. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Steph, would you like to know about A-Wings? Sure. <laughs> uh, the RZ-1A wing inter- interceptor, also known as the A-Wing, is a wedge-shaped starfighter manufactured by Kuwat Systems Engineering, which took design inspiration from Republic starfighters of the Clone Wars. Uh, they move very fast. Uh, they mm-hmm. can be designed with hyperspace drives. Isn't that nice? Though their shield systems are not as particularly strong, nor are their weapon systems. They are for maneuvering and mm-hmm. intercepting. They're for dogfights. They're for dogfights. And Steph, I think that the paint job on these ships are awesome. I love how they move and they're animated. It's so much better than the original trilogy, in my opinion, how they're animated in the show. Yeah. And that's where I would like to add a new counter. Oh. Uh, the Wow, this looks better than the <laughs> did the originals counter. <laughs> <laughs> Because Honey, as we move forward, we would have broken we would have broken the knob on that counter already. <laughs> well, I I think it's specific to the actual callbacks to the original trilogy when you're talking about certain capital ships that we're going to talk about in this episode, okay. uh, and A wings, X wings, etc. Anything that comes directly from the original trilogy, I th- think this show does a better job of making it look good, despite what all the fucking haters say about the show's animation style. <laughs> Rob McCoy represent. Oh, the haters. Mm-hmm. I love it. Okay. Um, so they are fighting the Imperials, but they have help this time. It's not just the ghosts by themselves. They have Phoenix Squadron there. And Hera comments as they're flying around and pew-pewing uh, that she's really happy to have Phoenix Squadron there because it's nice that they don't have to go it alone. Yeah. Finally. And Kanan is like, oh, you were alone, huh? Kanan. Girl. What are you doing? What are you doing? Um, we do Passive have Ezra. aggressive. <laughs> a bit, a bit. Uh, we do have Ezra also on a gun because Kanan's up in the top turret, like you do. And we are sadly deprived of the bottom of the ladder crouch shot. For Ezra? No, for Kanan, you ass. Okay, I'm like, mm. Oh, my God. 
I'm just saying, okay. Ezra is in the nose gun. And that's the thing. I actually had to look this up because I got confused. Because I'm like, how is he in another gun? Because the Phantom is flying around. Right. Um, and it's because Sabine is flying that. So I'm like, how's he? Where's it? So I actually had to pull up the specs on the ghost. And I didn't realize, because I'm so smart, that uh, the other turret... Uh, on the ghost is the like if you look at the ghost it's got like a like a ball on the front uh and and a little windshield above that i thought that was all the cockpit it's not the cockpit is the little windshield above right the ball is the turret on the nose of the gun that's and i didn't realize that so the the nose turret is actually right under the cockpit like if hera wanted to she could like stomp on the floor and and annoy ezra i uh I'm glad that the shield generator on that ship is good because I would hate to be on. Right, the it front. seems very exposed. Very exposed. Both and it's of the a, turrets. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> like, how is that not exactly where you're shooting? Like, oh, I see a person's face in this glass bubble on top of the ship. I'm gonna I pop the bubble. Right? Yeah. Like, I would just, just as somebody who cannot keep my hands off bubble wrap, I would want to shoot that. Oh my god. Yeah. Anyway. anyway, so the reason they're here, it's a heist, okay? They're there to steal cargo off of an Imperial freighter. So Sabine flies in. She goes pew-pew. It dislodges the cargo. It is now floating in space. The ghost is supposed to go pick that up. And they're about to do it. But then, surprise, the Empire is here with reinforcements. And uh, I do love the part where Zeb falls back. <laughs> <laughs> because he Her- does. Hera's flying. There is still inertia because when you're turning, you feel it. Um, right. So Zeb falls backwards, but he's the one that's supposed to pick up the uh, the freighters. But when the Imperial reinforcements arrive, we're not there yet. Oh, are we? You just said the Imperial reinforcements arrive. No, there's other stuff. Yes, they do arrive, but then Ezra says Carabas, so that's he gets was, a ding, that's and where then I was we going. get the intro. That's where I was going. But he doesn't pick it up until later. Oh, I know, but he does his job oh for God. the. You that's know his what? Role. Go ahead. Let me let you cook. Go for it. No, I'm done. No, you. No, no, you, you go ahead. No, you you're go doing ahead. fine. No, no you, have, you clearly have a. I'm vision. doing terrible because you don't know where I'm going. You usually pick up on these things before I go. There. You no, you have a vision, and I'm I'm willing to sit. No, back I and don't. I'm it. doing go. this randomly and spontaneously. I have okay, zero vision. Okay, then stop insisting that you know what you're doing because you're making it up. You are improving, and I'm saying I have a timeline here. All how right. Long are your, how long are your notes, Chris? How many pages are your notes? I mean, I have three pages of notes on Vader by himself, so... Uh-huh, but that's, uh-huh. So, omitting that? Uh, about... Uh, omitting that, that's two. Five pages of notes, three on Vader. <laughs> yeah. I have six pages of notes, and it's at a perfectly organized outline of the timeline of this episode. Yeah, mine's, so, not, mine's not organized. Yeah, no, yeah, like, I've got no. fucking bullet points and stuff. This is why I'm in charge of this part. But if you would like to proceed with the plot, go ahead. No, 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 I'm fine. No, go ahead. No, the division of labor can totally be shaken up 145 episodes into this podcast. Let's do it. <laughs> am I am I triggering you, Taurus? Am I, am A I, little, apparently. Apparently. Kara Bast. Kara fucking Bast. Okay. So yeah, Ezra says Kara Bast, and there we go. It's the intro of the title card. And now we're back at the fight, and we meet Commander Sato. Ooh. I wasn't going to skip over Commander Sato. No. So, uh, his ship is uh, getting hit super hard by these cruisers that just showed up. Because it's like two or three, two or three, two, three light cruisers showed up. Yeah. Uh, and so Commander Sato is yelling at the ghost that they need to withdraw. Would you like to know about uh, Commander Sato? Please. So Commander Sato is a human, like you do. Um, and he is voiced by Keone Young, who is Asian. 
Diversity. An actual Asian person voicing an Asian character. You love to see it. Wow. It's, it's the little things, but there it's it is. It's because George Lucas isn't running the show. <clears throat> well, yeah. Anyway, so Keone Young is the that guy of voice and screen since 1970. Good lord. Uh, he has n- n- you know who this is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you'll figure it out as I go through the highlights, the cherry-picked highlights of his resume, because he's got nearly 300 acting credits, so here we go. Good lord. Um, when it comes to voice acting, uh, he, he in the 80s, he did 64 episodes of a show called Centurions, which I've never seen. I've never. Uh, that, what is that about? Do you know? I you know, just people who would wear modular modular armor and like fight in space. Ooh, I want that show. There you go. Well, go look it up. Keone Young is in it. Uh, he was also the '80s GI Joe voice of Storm Shadow. Uh, you can hear him in Batman Beyond, Justice League, King of the Hills, Super Robot Monkey Team, Hyperforce Go. God damn it! This <laughs> is my favorite show title to say. I love it. Uh, also, Teen Titans, Hi Hi Puffy, Amiyumi, Archer, Blue Eye Samurai, Avatar The Last Airbender, and a fuck ton of video games, including Vampire the Masquerade, Bloodlines. What? Yep. <laughs> I love it. As far as TV film, where it's not just his voice, but you can see his face, he was in, I mean, literally every sitcom from the 80s to the 2000s. At least one episode. Jesus Christ. He's fucking everywhere. In the series Deadwood, he's Mr. Wu. <laughs> yeah. The guy who says sucker a lot. Yeah. Oh, my God. I need guy, to go back and watch that show. Al Swearingen teaches him to say cocksucker. It's fucking great. Um, and we will see him again uh, here on the Divas Podcast Network in two upcoming Star Trek podcast, because that's our new show, guys. Since we're ending Marvelous Divas, we're going to be doing a Star Trek podcast. He is in Deep Space Nine and Star Trek Enterprise. This guy's fucking everywhere. He's amazing. He's awesome. We love Keone Young. He is here as the voice of Commander Sato, who's like, hey, ghost, I'm getting fucking shot. We got to go. Yeah. And and Hera's like, keep your panties on. We're going to get what we came for, and then we can go. But need, much nicer than I, that. I need a sidebar real quick, Steph. Okay, oops. Yeah. So we... I, I, I shout out our friends, Gold Squadron Gays, all the time, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, and even usually, though they don't deserve it. What? <laughs> and I usually harass Charles, Uh-huh. right? Yeah. However, I heard the most offensive thing I've ever heard in my whole life on that podcast. What? So uh, they're talking about an Ahsoka episode, Uh-huh. and they're talking about the fact that Jennifer Hale is in it. And Jennifer when, Hale. And when Brad- Commander Shepard. Oh, Shepard, my Shepard. When, well, when Bradley... Uh, talks about that and gives gives her credit. He only describes her work in Uncharted. <gasps> Which, by the way, is great. I love Uncharted. Sure, she's she's amazing. She's also in Dragon Age Inquisition. Yeah. She's everywhere. Yeah. Um, look, Bradley's very pretty. <laughs> But that doesn't help you on a podcast, which is an audio medium. Anyway, uh, I uh, definitely check out their Ahsoka episodes, though. But that was yeah, no, that they're, was they're offensive. Doing, like I immediately messaged Char- there, Charles. Is like, what the fuck? Yeah, the fuck is yeah. wrong with you? Oh my god. Anyway, anyway. I have never done anything anything that outrageous before that I know of. <laughs> that I that I will take responsibility. Certainly for. not during this recording. <laughs> Steph, give me the look. <laughs> anyway, getting back into Rebels. So, yes. Um, Hera's like, we're going to get what we came for before we scatter. 
Uh, and so they have to swoop in. It's all very tense. Uh, Zeb has to use the magnet thingy because let's not forget, the ghost has a magnetic belly. Love that. And like, same. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. What? <laughs> I, don't know. I have too many dirty jokes. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Because I can't. I can't stay here right now. Zeb uses the magnetic belly of the ghost to grab up the floating cargo. Sabine docks and everybody jumps into hyperspace and they make it away. Huzzah. Meanwhile, on Lothal. Oh, it's good. Good. Happy fun times on yeah. Lothal. We're, we're at the Imperial Complex. Oh, hi, Minister Tua. She's so fucked. I still can't stand her hat. It's a terrible hat. Yeah, her and her penis hat. Yeah, it's yeah. a problem. Yeah. Um, just a quick reminder, because we haven't heard from Minister Tua in a hot minute. Uh, that is a character voiced by Kath Susie. She's fucking great. Um, and she is in her office and she is bitching to Agent Callus's mutton chops about Tarkin being too demanding about her trying to get intel about the rebels. So Agent Callus and his mutton chops are there. And a quick reminder, uh, he is voiced by David Oyelowo. Oh. And he's amazing. I love it. I love any interview with him uh, because David Oyelowo is a beautiful black man. And he's just honestly baffled uh, that he has any kind of notoriety for voicing a, a, a ginger white man in a cartoon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, he's, he has no idea what to do with the love of this character, but he appreciates it. <laughs> it's really cute. <laughs> anyway, did you notice, because I noticed, because I study these things, um, Agent Callus's animation got a bit of an upgrade. Yeah, well, every uh, it's subtle, right? Like, all the all the details in the background. It's not as pronounced, I think, in this scene. There's a scene that happens right after this that I think mm-hmm. is very pronounced. But yeah, you're right. You're, you're right. He has freckles. Like, lots more freckles now. It makes me want to find all of his freckles. <laughs> Just saying. I, why are you setting me up over and over again? <laughs> uh, you know, Big, I don't think... I actually think I was wrong about my uh, Ghost Runner Gay story. I think it was a different actor that was in Ahsoka. One of the witches that was in Mass Effect and Bradley... Bradley uh, was wrong Claudia about. Black. They were, that's it. They were talking about Jennifer Hale. Yeah, I was Claudia sitting Black. here trying, yeah. to, trying to figure out... What the hell Jennifer Hale did? No, Claudia Black. Because uh, Claudia Black played Morgan in uh, Dragon Age, In Dragon right? Age. Yeah, yeah, okay. See, no, Claudia the- Black is one of the queens of sci-fi. She's everywhere. Yeah. She was in Dragon Age. She was in Farscape. She was. She's not in the show, and I need, to, I need to not dive into her, mentally dive into her resume right now. But yeah, she's one of the witches in Ahsoka. The oh my God, witch. Farscape. I need to rewatch that. It's batshit. I love it. It's, it's bat completely batshit. Anyway, see, I, I pulled a Bradley was wrong about a thing, too, so... I guess I'm no better than that demon twink. No, you're you're better. Let's. Um, <laughs> uh, no, we love no, Bradley. You, you're you're yeah. I mean, I can love him and still say that you're better. <laughs> Farscape and Stargate. You know, I missed the Stargate bus. Yeah, she was also in Stargate. Uh, she was paired up with the guy that she was paired up with in Farscape. That's awesome. Okay, yeah. anyway. Anyway, God. So, um, Minister 2 is like, oh my God, look, I've done everything I can to get intel on these rebels. I can't find them anywhere. What the fuck does Governor Tarkin expect from me? And Callus says, He expects Lothal to be punished, Minister Tua. Mm-hmm. Because, you see, these rebels blew up Tarkin's ship. And so now the whole population of an entire planet needs to pay. 
Yeah. And, and, and like, okay, uh, Steph, you may not want to hear this one. My, if my podcast partner, y'all, had a Star Destroyer and that shit got blown up, <laughs> like, that, who, who, whatever planet they came from, they are fucked. They are fucked. And literally, literally the next line in my notes is, that is a level of scorched earth petty that I can respect. <laughs> Tarkin, you bitchy queen. Anyway. Well, yeah, but it, this is also uh, a hugely disproportionate response to, like, your car getting torched. Uh, and it's a hint to us of exactly how Tarkin will handle such things in the future. Blowing up a planet, not that far off of his radar. Like, yeah, his yeah. option tree doesn't branch real far on that. Yeah, no, and and, and look, uh, uh, my friend and I... Uh, we had a very long conversation about this, and he was like, "But all star destroyers look the same. It's basically you could basically get another star destroyer, give it the and? same name, and give it to him." And I'm like, "A and and B, he's gay. He had fucking <laughs> he had fucking tchotchkes in his fucking office. He had all of his lube bottles arranged just so, just so." He had he just got the D rings installed on the wall. Right. Like, come on, man. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. It's just expensive, by the way. Amazon. Fifty bucks for anyway. I'll, I'll move on. And and the additional cost of the stud finder, because you do need to to get that in the studs. Yeah. So. And they have to be regulation because it's an imperial ship. So you can't Can you just buy any imperial imperial regulations on your sex toys. L- lube. Imperial regulated lube. You know it's gonna be like the KY jelly kind and not the good kind that cools. Oh, the kind that dries sticky. Blech. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> moving on back to this. Back it's to Friday, this y'all. It's Friday when we're recording so, this. Back to this children's show. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> Minister Tua is like, okay, but I've doubled all the patrols and I've right. set up all the checkpoints and I've put in curfews and I don't know what else to do. Suddenly there is a voice from the doorway that says, Perhaps that is the problem. You lack imagination, Minister. When it comes to producing results. Has Vader? Has Tell Darth me about Vader? your imagination, my lord. <laughs> <laughs> you, we know, because we know that that's Anakin Skywalker's brain in there, that you're very inventive. And athletic. And athletic. But here's the thing. Um, planning? Hmm. Not his strong suit. Look, but, but what we're going to see, and what we saw in Obi-Wan Kenobi, and what we're going to see now is that um, all of that brash, spontaneous braggadocio that used to be a hallmark of Anakin Skywalker has definitely been tempered by being set ablaze by his master <laughs> and then losing most of his limbs and now having to be a cyborg. So he actually does like stop and think things through now. Yeah, I um, and that's uh, bad. Uh, there was a book. So there was a book series podcast thing I was listening to a couple weeks ago. It was something I, I, I'm fucking blanking on the name. The Psychology of the Force. If you're a Force user, how does that impact your mental health and psyche? Mm. And because the dark side uh, gives you more pronounced far-seeing uh, abilities, like i.e. seeing in the future a little bit better, um, it make, it would want, make you wonder if they're just compelled to plan out things a little bit more. And so somebody like Anakin... Because why wouldn't you act on that information? Right. Why wouldn't you act on that information? So Anakin having this dark side... He's dark-sided power. Uh, maybe he's a little bit better at planning now, which, you know what? That's growth. Yeah. Well, and that's also 
a terrifying evolution of his character. Because that was one of the key things that kept that motherfucker in check was the fact that he didn't think shit through. So here we are. Anyway, so getting back into it. Uh, Vader walks in and this, look, Minister Tua, girl, she actually whines at him about how everything is really hard and my job is really hard and clearly the rebels have left Lothal and I don't know what to do. And Vader's like, so you draw them back here. And you squeeze Lothal until the people give the rebels up. Duh. And Minister Two is like, I'm just a public official. I don't know how to do really mean shit like that. And then Vader's like, you know what? You're right. I'm so sorry. We'll get you some leadership training and support. Uh Just like the Jedi Order gave me counseling when I was hurting and in pain. Right? Yeah. Oh, wait. No. No. (laughs) He's like. You can explain that to Governor Tarkin. When you visit him. Yay. He just fucking walks out and it says in my notes, you in danger, girl. Yeah, get the fuck out. You're in danger. Get, get a get a galactic Uber out of there right now. Yeah, you gotta go. Yeah. And Callus uh, on his way out is like, oh, don't worry, honey. Lord Vader and I will manage just fine in your absence. <laughs> he knows she's gonna die. Yes. He knows. He doesn't care. He's so fucking mean. Anyway, meanwhile, back at the Rebel fleet, we are in a post-mission debrief with Commander Sato. Uh, Everybody's there, except for Chopper. He'll be there in a minute, including Ahsoka. She's there. Oh, my gosh. Ahsoka. I love her. Hi, girl. Um, Kanan's uh, being shitty in the back. Like, everything about his body language is is that bratty fucking kid at the back of your class who doesn't want to be there. Yeah, and I'm getting. You know who he reminds me of too? Doing this, like with the Mm. arms crossed and and giving that look, he reminds me of all the times Anakin was in the room while the other Jedi were planning something, and Anakin's just like, "Ugh, why can't we just go and do it?" Yeah, Kanan doesn't want to be there. No, Kanan is too fucking cool for this. Hera, meanwhile, is at the front of the class. Uh, She's the one that raises her hand for every question. She's (laughs) Lisa Simpsonina the whole time. (laughs) She is. You're (laughs) correct about that. Commander Sato is thanking the Ghost Crew because they have been super, super helpful with Phoenix Squadron lately. Unfortunately, there were no shield generators. That was the cargo that they were picking up. They were hoping there were shield generators in there. There were not. All of a sudden, Chopper rolls in and he's waving his arms around. He's got something super urgent going on. Uh, he's got a transmission from Lothal. What? Yeah. And Kanan's like, yeah, go ahead and play it. And Hera's like, um, no, hold on, Chopper. Could you cloak it on a one, one-way transmission? Basically, don't turn our camera on. So that whoever's talking to us can't see that we are on the bridge of a rebel ship. Right. <laughs> with people like Commander Sato and Ahsoka Tano uh, right qu- now. <laughs> quick side note, Ancient Ginger in chat says, Sabine is the one in the back drawing on the desk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ezra's somewhere in the middle of the classroom just staring at the ceiling. He's not even here. He's, he's getting he's the uh, he's getting the do you like me posts. Uh, oh, do you like me notes? Circle yes or no. Do he's kids even writing get that? Them. He's kids? writing them oh and he's trying God. to figure out how to send them back to Sabine. Are we developing an entire AU headcanon fanfic situation uh, of I, these we as, need... a, as a high school AU? We're not doing We're this. We're not doing that. No. Rain this shit in. Okay. So Kanan's like, play it. Hera's like, no, cloak it. So the transmission comes on and it's old Joe. What? Remember, remember old Joe from like 900 years ago back in season one? Yeah. Yeah. He's the Ithorian cantina guy uh, who's helped them before. And he's like, uh, I can't see you. So that's weird. Anyway, um, we've got, I've got somebody here who really wants to talk to you. 
like super desperately wants to talk to you. And Kanan's like, well, we're always ready to help somebody in need. And old Joe's like, yeah, well, <clears throat> this one's a little <laughs> This one's a little, little different. different. Yeah. He steps aside and Minister Tua steps into the hollow call. Oh, my da, God. Da, da, da. Immediately. Immediately, the ghost crew are like, no. Fuck we her. cannot trust her. Yeah, no. Because she has fucked with them and betrayed them and, I don't know, been an Imperial hand puppet all over them since last season. So, well, it's a whole problem. So, yeah, and like Hera and, not Hera, Kanan and Sabine and, and Zeb are all like, fuck this. And Hera's like, hold on, Minister Tua, what do you want? Right. Minister Tua, because she knows she's going to die... <laughs> <laughs> so she wants to defect from the Empire, and uh, she is offering to trade secret Imperial intel for them to help her. Mm. Interesting. Ezra takes a second, and he's like, she's telling the truth. Because Jedi, because yeah, the Force. Yeah. I sense her fear. Right. He senses that she's legitimately scared. This is not deception, this is fear. Mm-hmm. And Kanan confirms it. And so does Ahsoka. She doesn't say anything. Uh, but you can see by the look on her face. And I would like to point out, Ahsoka's not saying shit. Yeah. For the majority of this call. She doesn't need... She She's, at this point in her life, very good at delegating, very happy to let somebody else take the lead and make all the decisions. I, I think it's actually more than that. Uh, she doesn't need Minister Tua to know that she's in the room. That too. <laughs> she does speak up towards the end, but she says like two words literally. Yeah. So, and nobody says her name. So, yeah, no, she's she's keeping her presence here a secret. Yeah. So Minister Tua is offering to trade a list of all the rebel sympathizers that are on Lothal and other nearby si- systems. These are people who are sympathetic to the rebel cause and are too powerful and well-connected for the Empire to do anything about them. So these are definitely people that they need. Mm. Intriguing. Uh, because the rebellion needs allies. She needs to get off Lothal, see how we can help each other here. It's amazing. Kanan and Sabine are like, it's a trap. Yep. There's no way this is not a trap. It's a fucking trap. And Minister Tua is like, but wait, there's more. I have more enticing tidbits. <laughs> uh, yeah. She's like, I can tell you the real reason why the Empire is on Lothal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's not what we've thought this whole time that they're just there to strip mine the planet of all of its resources to build ships. It's actually a much more top secret reason than that. And it was ordered by the emperor himself. What? And she's going to tell us what that is right now. She's not. No, she's not. not. She's not going to give that away. But I can't wait to find out by the end of this episode. No, we're totally going to. I know. God damn it. Anyway, everybody puts their heads together. They're conferring about it. They're talking it out. Um, Except for Ezra. Ezra steps forward and Ahsoka sees him and she looks proud because she knows exactly what he's going to say. Ugh. And I love this. I love I love Ahsoka and Ezra's relationship so much. Anyway, it's so great um, because there's a and we'll see how this goes because there's like a, there's a balance here because she's not his master. No. And I would like to point out that remember last season, Kanan was all about handing Ezra off to a more experienced master. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. He anybody. Even the the corpse of a Jedi. (laughs) 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 But over the course of last season, Kanan has gained enough confidence in himself that he's not right now trying to hand this kid off to Ahsoka, who is an older, more experienced Jedi. Though we, we, uh, there are a couple things with that. One, Ahsoka does not consider herself a Jedi. Which we haven't heard. We haven't haven't gotten to that yet, but you know, that's where she's at. And two, she's more like a great auntie uh, 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 person, which... 
I'm sure she would appreciate. And I get the sense that Ahsoka has inherited her master's uh, inability to be a good teacher. <laughs> <laughs> we'll explore that as it goes. Yeah. But um, this is a just that's just a, a a growth for Kanan and a maturity for Ahsoka to to be able to manage like keeping a certain distance from that Padawan because that's not her Padawan. I love that's that. Really cute. I love that. Anyway, so she watches as Ezra steps forward and goes, "We have to do this." Because because we're good people. And it's what we do is we have to. And so somehow the Aladdin street rat dude from last season has quite organically, and it totally makes sense that he has, he's grown to be the the voice of, of light and reason in situations like this. And maybe it's a little naive. Yeah. Uh, and maybe he's just Maybe he's just wanting to see the best in people and and not just in Minister Tua, but also in his own crew and in the rebellion. He wants us to be the kind of people who will help people. And did I write this uh, correctly? The first person to say anything after Ezra says that is Ahsoka. She says, yes. I agree. Yep. And then Kanan. Yep. So the Force users say, we're doing this. And so we're doing this. <laughs> and there's very little you can do to prevent this from happening now. Cause, right. Yeah. Like, Com- Commander Sato approving the mission is a formality. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, it's adorable. Anyway, so I guess we're going back to Lothal. Cool. Meeting breaks up. Kanan stomps out into the hallway. Hera follows him, and she's like, what the fuck is your problem? Mm-hmm. Because uh, you wanted to connect a call in the middle of a secret meeting of the secret rebellion without any kind of authorization. And Kanan's like, oh, my God. Authorization and rules and blah, 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 blah. Hera. The queen of communication and de-escalation. Space mom. Love her. She calms it down. She's like, okay, talk to me. If oh. Hera was around Obi-Wan Kenobi and Anakin Skywalker during the Clone Wars. <laughs> uh, well, for one thing, the Padme relationship would have not been a secret at all. At all. At all. No. no. And and no. also, I think Anakin would have made it through just fine, uh, staying yeah. on the light side. Yeah, because there would have been therapy. Yeah. But... That's why that's why it's good that Ezra has her. I know. So I love this whole scene because oh, the, it's so good. the hallway and then the when they're talking later and they're in that little darker alley, all the callbacks to a new hope, except that yeah. this hallway, like you may remember in the original, original version of the movie, you'll see like pieces of tape on the wall that's uh-huh. kind of painted white, but parts of it are still sticking out and it looks really It was a cheap. cardboard set, yeah. It was a cardboard set. This uh, this scene looks just so much better than what how it looked in the movie. So ding, ding. This see, looks better than the original. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. It does. You're right. But I also love that this is a callback to the dynamic from the original trilogy. Of there's no there's nowhere to have a private conversation in the rebellion because everybody's just on top of each other here. Yeah, like, they're standing in this hallway and there's constantly it's like it's very Han and Leia on Hoth. Where right. you can't have a private conversation because people have got places to go. They're walking back and forth. They're walking in between you. So when they have to pull aside into the alcove, um, then they're able to have a little bit more of a, of a private conversation. So. Yeah, for a tabletop role playing game, I was looking at the the map of this t- t- type of ship, mm-hmm. and because it's it's a medical frigate from Clone Wars, right? Uh, yes, that's what they're based yeah. on, and and they they can also be altered to be freighters. But the bedroom chambers, there's not just like. A, a, a room with a king size bed they have like multiple bunk beds yeah six or seven people per room you know yeah Kan- that's how it works on a ship yeah, yeah. kanan uh kanan and Hera ain't, ain't fucking on the ship no 
and they're not fucking in the scene. It's a conversation. Right, right. What I'm saying is they don't have... This isn't their ship. They're visiting. Right. They're going to go back to the ghost in a minute. They'll bang there. Yes, they do. That is that is heavily implied later. I will call it, <laughs> it later in the, in the show, not in this episode. Anyway, so this conversation is basically Kanan wants to fucking quit. After mm-hmm. this after this mission, we got to quit. Because when they started, when Kanan and Hera first teamed up, they were robbing from the Empire and giving to the people who need it. Uh, and that was like, that was a noble cause. And that was totally worth their time and their energy. And they worked better alone. But now it's like a military war situation. And Kanan and his totally legitimate Clone Wars PTSD do not like that. Yeah. And this is some of our first hints as to Kanan's totally legitimate Clone Wars PTSD. Love that. Poor guy. So Hera's like, I know, I know, honey, but we're fighting a bigger fight now, but it is still the right fight. I promise. And Kanan says, I survived one war. I'm not ready for another one. I saw what it did. To the Jedi. To everyone. He's right. And Ezra is overhearing all of this. Ugh. Because again, there's no privacy. Yeah, no. There's no pri- There's no privacy in space. In space, everyone can hear you scream and also hear you say things about your PTSD. <laughs> anyway, meanwhile, back at the Imperial Complex on Lothal, Minister Tua is walking around looking suspiciously worried. Callus sends a little sneaky droid ball to follow her. Cool. Okay. Okay. Quick scene. Yes. <sighs> what? Look. Turn around, girl. No. You hear that? You hear that weird? You hear the sound? You're being followed. <laughs> Obviously, like this is not a sneaky droid. No, it's a noisy droid. It makes an evil, noisy, floaty sound. Like yeah. Now uh, it sounds evil. Now, uh, spoiler: this droid doesn't do shit. Like, no. it's following her, and then we see it later just floating in the background. So it isn't like, there's not a scene where this pro droid's like, hey, uh, Callus, uh, look, girl, I have some information, I have some tea, this is what's going on, blah, blah, blah. We don't get a scene like that, so I don't understand why this was in the, sh- like, this happened. This is, this is here to let us, the audience, know that they're on to her. Right. And that she is being observed. We don't need to see the probe droid report back. We know it's going to. Ugh. Some of us are smarter viewers, and we can just extrapolate from incomplete information. But I'm a dumb bitch, and so, hello, this is Star Wars, cater to me. (laughs) Heather, there are two kinds of people in the world, okay? Right. There are those who can extrapolate from incomplete information. And what? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I fucking hate you. Anyway. <laughs> I'm like sitting here like, and then what? What? What's the second piece? Oh. No, you got there eventually. You're good. Okay, okay. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the Rebels, um, they are leaving the ghost behind with Phoenix Squadron. And they're taking some kind of like a passenger ship, like a bus, a bus ship. Uh, you may recall the episode where R2 and C-3PO show up and they are in a shuttle with Minister mm-hmm. Tua, actually, and a bunch of the other ghost crew. And there was oh. a Star Tours droid there. Uh-huh. That's the same ship. Which is to imply, this is a Star Tours ship. <laughs> They're going <laughs> to fucking take. <laughs> Minus the, the Star Tours droid, because yeah. uh, that is Chopper who's flying. But that's also why uh, Chopper is flying. The console is only set up for a droid interface. 
There you go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so the reason they're doing this is because the Empire has seen the ghost a fair yeah. few times now. Uh, and could probably track it just fine. So, so much for them being a stealth ship. Whoops. Uh, so they're going to be sneaking down to Lothal in this ship. Uh, Chopper's being a bossy little bitch about being a pilot. And I love that for his moment. Uh, so they start flying off. And we get the breakdown of what's the plan, right? And I like that it's Ezra who's delivering the plan. Um, because he's an equal member of the crew. Right. Like this is again, just emphasizing that Ezra and Sabine, yes, they are young, but they are not treated like children here. No, I mean, they're, they're in a fucking war right now. Right. So no. And, but they're being treated as being as competent as they are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it kind of, it starts bordering on a child soldier territory, but it's, it's different when it's the rebellion. Uh, because this is just like a family that's involved as opposed to an actual organized government funded Thing yeah, I like, I had that discussion with somebody a couple months ago, and it was really hard for me to explain the difference because the Re- Rebel Alliance isn't a government. Um, right. They're literally... But they're a, still child soldiers. They're still child soldiers, but it's more out of like, we have no choice but to fight because... Right. Like, especially Ezra. Well, I guess Sabine too. They're force sensitive, so uh, they're, they're in danger whether they're in the Re- Rebel Alliance or not. Right. Uh, whereas the, the Republic had a choice. The Jedi had a choice. They didn't need to throw their Padawans into no, the meat grinder. No, they but didn't. But they did. But they did. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, anyway. That is, that is still a soft ding on the workroom counter. I'm sorry. You can't, you can't throw kids into this. But that is the dynamic that we're working with here, yeah. so we move on. According to Ezra, the plan is Minister Tua is supposed to leave Lothal in an Imperial shuttle. So when they get down there, they're going to go intercept that shuttle, basically, and steal it and be the ones to fly her off the planet. But they'll be taking her to safety instead of to her death. Yay. That sounds like a great plan. Sure. And Zeb is like, so uh, why the fuck are we helping her again? You want to explain that? Yeah. And Ezra says, because that's what we do. Help those who can't help themselves. Plus, also, she has that intel that's going to be really helpful. (laughs) So, everyone is on board with the plan. Cool. They fly into Lothal. The shuttle gets cleared to land. Awesome. As they're flying into Lothal airspace, Ezra suddenly feels cold. Mm. And Kanan is looking very concerned. They sense Vader. Whatever could it be. Uh It's Uh Vader. They land. They disembark. Ezra looks up and notices that there are so many more Star Destroyers in the sky over Lothal now. Like the situation here is so much worse, so yeah. much worse. And it's like the, the it's like the consequences of their actions are starting yeah. to dawn on Ezra. Exactly. So they're leaving Zeb and Chopper with the shuttle bus thing. The rest of them are going to go to Minister Tua's shuttle bay. Except, oops, there are stormtroopers between them and there. So Kanan's like, it's cool. I'm going to go make a few friends, and then I will distract the troopers, and the rest of you can jump into the hangar from above. Fucking Jedi. Okay, well. And Hera's like, make a few friends. It'll be fun. Fun? Don't worry, General Hera. Just be ready to move. Oh my god. I love them. So, Kanan, like, shades of that time that he was the drunk guy at the festival, right? <laughs> and, like, staggered into some troopers. He just walks up to a trooper's like, hey, I know you from basic training, right? And then just knocks him the fuck out. And steals his shit. Yeah, that quick change into Stormtrooper armor was so fast. Congratulations. But um, so we see Kanan. We see Kanan in Stormtrooper armor. And it's the elite trooper armor with like the, the arc trooper shoulder pad. Right. Um, I have a question. Uh-oh. How, how does he make Stormtrooper armor look that hot? I don't. 
I, I'm sorry. Right. I, even though he's wearing a helmet, I still see the ponytail. So I'm not. Oh my I, god! I'm not there yet. You think Kanan's hot? Don't no. even play. I know you object to the ponytail, but the rest of him? Come on. Now. Okay, look, I'm not saying no. For I'm the... just stormtrooper armor is some of the dorkiest armor in the galaxy, especially far, far the away. imperial version. But he looks. It ju- he makes it work, and yeah. I don't know if it's just because I know that's Kanan in there. But he just, he does. He makes it fucking work. So, Kanan, looking hot in the armor, like you do. Uh, he, and Ezra's like, oh, I'm jealous. All I've got's a helmet. It's really cute. <laughs> so they all get into position, and they see that Minister Tua is on her way, except, oh no, Callus is driving her to the hangar. Mm, Yay. We hate that. Yeah, well... So they park, they get out, and Minister Two is like, hey, thanks, you didn't have to, you didn't have to escort me, I got it from here. And Callus is like, oh, no, no, no worries. Lord Vader asked me to escort you and make sure you got to the shuttle safely. Uh, he I'm says, just so helpful. We can't be too careful about security issues these days. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. I'm like, oh, yeah, she's going to die. But he says that right as he's walking past Kanan in a stormtrooper outfit. Right. <laughs> like, uh, you guys could be more careful. <laughs> Than you are. I'm just saying. Anyway, surprise Sabine. She jumps out. She's the distraction. She's always the distraction. It's what she does. Uh, she pew pews and peels off a bunch of the stormtroopers. So Kanan can then close the doors and cut them off. And now they it's just him in a firefight with Callus. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ezra Ezra shouts at Tua, you need to get to the shuttle. And she's like, she doesn't hesitate. She runs for it. And I'm like, yeah, she just runs right in there. And everybody else is like, we'll be right behind you. And she runs into the shuttle and the shuttle goes boom. Wow. Holy shit. So whether they, the rebels pick, uh, picked her up or not, that shit was going to go boom. Yeah. And she they was going to die. I mean, they were probably hoping to catch some of the rebels in the explosion too. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. But I think it would have exploded the second anybody stepped up that ramp. So the fact that she was the first one to go up there just meant that she was the one that got it. But if the rebels had gotten into the shuttle first, then they would have gotten exploded. Anyway, this is once again Anakin Skywalker's way of just blowing up some random equipment, which is overkill, (laughs) to get something done. (laughs) I mean, I feel like it sends the message, though. Yeah. I mean, this this whole plan reeks of Anakin is the thing. Absolutely. In fact, he's watching. Vader is up above... On a walkway, he's watching this all go down. Uh, Hera calls Zeb in to come and pick them up. And uh, he does. He swoops in with the bus. Everybody gets on there. Uh, Chopper is very clearly saying, go, 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 in Chopperese. Um, <laughs> and they they fly away. They make it away safely for a hot second while Callus smiles. Uh-oh. Which is a bad sign. And oops, yeah, no, a there's an Imperial Walker, one of the little ones, uh, out in the street. And it shoots them in the engines. And the shuttle crashes in the middle of the street. And they have to abandon it and run. And go hide. Uh-oh. Cool. So, the Imperial March starts playing over a shot of the light cruisers hovering low over Lothal City. This seems bad. Uh-oh. And, and Vader is on a Zoom call with Callus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Callus is like, wow, so this is all working out exactly how you predicted. And Vader's like, duh. <laughs> yeah, no shit, Sherlock. Anyway, lock down the spaceport. Any ship that, come, uh, that leaves gets shot. Any ship that comes in gets shot. In fact, shoot everything. Just shoot yeah. everything. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, make sure that the people of Lothal know that this is because of the rebels and the rebels are hiding out there amongst them. 
cool? Cool. Uh, that's brutal. And that's exactly what he was telling Minister Tua to do earlier. But he knew she wasn't going to do it because he was going to kill her. So. Yep. Anyway, the ghost crew are hiding out in the basement of Ezra's childhood home. Like you do. Uh, because remember this place from last season. Uh, they do catch a radio broadcast that is blaming them for Minister Tua's death. I have my notes. It's like the uh, Fox News Imperial broadcast. <laughs> yep, exactly. Exactly. Fascism isn't bad, y'all. No, it's certainly... And the Empire is not fascist. Why yeah. would you say that? Yeah. They're just all dressed like Nazis. What? <laughs> There's no politics in Star Wars, though. No politics in Star Wars. How dare you? Uh, so, yeah. No, the radio propaganda is blaming the ghost crew for the death of Minister Tua, even though that was definitely vader uh so Hera just turns it off and she's like well guess we have to leave lothal forever now <laughs> okay. yeah and ezra's like no we can't just run we need to tell the truth so while they're talking about this there are stormtroopers at the door upstairs um chopper takes one of them out yeah uh chopper rolls up on them murders them and then reseals the blast door that's very nice he's the best guard dog ever uh, did I tell you this story uh, uh, in the podcast with uh, where uh, Stephen and I were at Batu and we saw Ahsoka from a distance? And and Chopper f- prevented you from getting near her? Well, there was like a crowd of people between us and Ahsoka. We couldn't see that Chopper was there. But as soon as the people parted and Chopper was there, I may have ran the opposite direction because I was scared. <laughs> Weren't you wearing an R2-D2 shirt at the time? Some, I think one of us... I can't remember if Steven had his new backpack yet or there was an R2 backpack. Either way, we're in danger. Yeah, you you're were always, repping R2. And like, you like, y'all, if you get a chance to go to Batu and Chopper's there, you're not safe. It's You may be at first like, oh, that's so cute. Oh, my God, it's Chopper. I'm crying. And then he starts charging at people. Well, it's become the thing to do, from what I can tell from the videos that I see online, Yeah, is to provoke Chopper. Uh, you got kids screaming at him that R2-D2 is better than him and, and stuff. And, and like, don't do that because he will come for you. <laughs> it also seems like it would get real obnoxious real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so getting back into the show. Yes, uh, Chopper has uh, sealed the door, but he's like, guys, we're fucked. Um, <laughs> and then we see the troopers put a little explosive on the door. They blast it open and they run in and they're just shooting. Just shooting indiscriminately all over this apartment. Like crazy. They're fucking stormtroopers. I like, guess you're not trying to capture them. <laughs> no. No, that those that's not stun shots or anything. Uh, and they've got the one elite trooper with them who's like, oh my God, hold your fire. Jesus. So they look around. The rebels are gone. But hey, the basement's open. So they drop a thermal detonator down there and run. And we go to a shot from the outside. Yes, Ezra's childhood home is now a smoldering wreckage. Awesome. But you know what? I would like to introduce a new counter to the show, and we probably should have introduced this long wow, before, but here we are. two new counters in one episode. I would like to introduce the, gosh, it's a good thing that Imperials never fucking look up counter. Right? Thank you. Because cause the Rebels are on the goddamn roof again. The Rebels are always on the goddamn roof. Like, why look. don't... Just look up. Just look up. You know what? Never mind. Don't look up. Stay incompetent. It's fine. <laughs> God damn it. Anyway, so the rebels are on the roof. They're like, how the fuck do we get out of here? Sabine pulls up a hollow map of the city. And she's like, so here, 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 and here. Those are all the spaceports that are locked down. The Empire is looking for us everywhere. And we have nowhere to go. Except Kanan has an idea. (laughs) Yeah, Kanan's like, they're not looking for us everywhere. And he points to a spot on the hollow. And Hera goes, the Imperial Complex? Are you crazy? Does anyone ever say yes to that question? Okay, sir, can you not be charming right now? We are in danger. Yeah, bad t- Dean on the bad timing sexiness counter. Thank you. 
you snarky yeah. motherfucker. That, that was hot. I'm sorry. That was hot. He is hot. Kanan's hot. Anyway, Sabine's like, he's right, though. Uh, the complex legitimately has the least troopers in it right now because they're all spread out around searching for us. Yeah. So the plan is now go to the Imperial Complex, steal an Imperial shuttle from the Imperial Complex. Awesome. Great. You know, here's the thing. To be a rebel in this era of the Star War is is to go big or go home at all times. Like, yeah. you have to be... Like, everything you do has to be ballsy. It can be stupid, but it's got to be ballsy. Because just to have joined the Rebellion is to put your life on the line. It's very much like being a Jedi. Like, everybody's an honorary Jedi now. Yeah, yeah. Because the audacity of everything you're doing is amazing. Yeah. And so impressive, and I love Rebels. Me too. Yeah. Anyway, so they all start leaving. You know, they're like tightrope walking and stuff. Because mm-hmm. uh, they're going to go towards the Imperial Complex. But Ezra takes a moment. To look back at the burning wreckage of his childhood home, and he says, I guess there is no going home. Ugh. I know. Now, I saw an interview with Henry Gilroy, the guy who wrote these episodes, parts one and two of The Siege mm. of Lothal. And he says he went into this with the theme of, you can't always go home, but sometimes you can find a new one. Aww. I know. It's very sweet. Home is where the heart is. Anyway. Yeah. So they're on their way to the Imperial Complex. Kanan's disguised as a stormtrooper. Ezra is in his old stormtrooper cadet gear. Which is which still fits. Did you notice yep. how Ezra is a little bit taller? He is a little taller, yeah. yeah. Like his his he's got his pants are kinda high waters now. Right, right. Yeah. I I love the details that they put in there. He's he's just like he used to be kinda like right at Sabine's shoulder. He's a little taller than that. Mm-hmm, now. They're almost mm-hmm, the same height. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, so they're pushing some crates to go into the complex. A trooper stops them. is like, we got to check inside these crates. And Ezra's like, I got this. And he steps forward and God bless him. He tries a mind trick on the stormtrooper where he's like, you don't have to check inside. And he fails because the trooper's like, are you trying to give me orders right now? <laughs> so then Kanan steps forward and he's like, no, no, no. He's not trying to get you or give you orders. He's just trying to say, you don't have to look inside. <laughs> and his mind trick fucking works. So the trooper's like, yeah, no, I totally don't have to look inside. He goes back to his post. They keep walking in and Ezra's like, I wish that worked for me. I wish it worked on you. <laughs> they're so cute so they get inside they find a room they open up the crates hey there's the rest of the crew in there uh zeb comes busting out of his crate just all drama and gasping for air and Hera's like oh my god be quiet and zeb says what i need to breathe have you smelled me girl <laughs> girl look if it's gotten bad enough that even you can smell you you should maybe bathe. Bathe, girl. De- deodorant? I don't know what he can do. He's furry, so. He's, well, just some shampoo. <laughs> there are products. You cannot tell me in the galaxy far, far away that there are not bathing products for people who have all overall body hair. Wookie shampoo? Chewy definitely uses conditioner. Well, we've okay. seen him take a shower, so. Yeah. 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 It's a, it's a dirty, dirty shower. <laughs> <laughs> Literally dirty. They were filthy. They were covered in mud. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then Sabine says, uh, hey, there's nowhere around. This is a good plan. Sabine, girl. Yeah. So I, I as a viewer, I get a ding on the bad feeling about this counter. Yeah. Because I've, uh, it's been a minute since I've watched it. So I really don't know how this episode's going to go. I've got a vague notion. But watching this, I'm like, I don't, this is bad. I don't know exactly what's going to happen, but that seems bad. But more importantly, Sabine. Dean, you forgot you're in a fucking Star Wars. 
<laughs> she gets a ding on the load and great storm, does not realize he is in a Star Wars counter. The fuck, <laughs> yeah. girl? Throw some yeah. salt over your shoulder. Right? Knock on some wood when you say shit like that. <laughs> fuck. Anyway, so yeah, there's a, there's just not a lot of people around, which was the whole point. This is why they were coming here. Yeah, yeah. So they get out into the hallway. There's these two stormtroopers. They're like, hey, do you think we're going to find the, the rebels? I don't know. And then there's Zeb. And he's like, you found me. And he grabs their skulls and cracks them together, getting himself a ding on the Zeb. Hits a motherfucker with another motherfucker counter. Love that. They get out to uh, the basically the parking lot for all of these Imperial ships. There's a bunch of TIE fighters out there, some walkers, and a shuttle. Oh, and also some temptingly placed unguarded weapons-grade shield generators. That's so great. What's the coincidence of that? That's amazing. Everybody grab a shield generator. Let's go. We're going to steal these and we're going to we're going to take this shuttle too. I love these little opportunities. This is going to go so great. It's not too fucking easy, is it? Uh-oh. Is it? So they're all running towards the shuttle and Kanan and Ezra stop in their tracks. And I feel like if you are traveling with force users and they just suddenly stop, you're dead. You're fucked. You, that's bad. That's, they are the canary in the coal mine. Well, it's okay? like walking your dog in Southern California and they suddenly stop and start trembling. There's an earthquake coming. Yay. Yay. Yeah. We'd never live in California. Ring of Fucking fire, baby. Ring of fire. Fuck that. I say that. I live in the place where I woke up this morning. There's snow out there. Huh? I know. It was Valentine's Day was a couple days ago. Why are you still snowing? Mother, Na- I know. Mother Nature is actively trying to kill us, y'all. Don't listen to what the environmentalists say. Destroy everything. Nature is not our friend or ally. I'm sorry. I just hit the mic. And... and that's my pro Cybertron. Uh, Are you brain. saying that we should fight back against the weather and the shaking of the earth somehow? Yeah. yeah. I'm tired of it. Okay. I'm interested in your proposal. Let's pause this whole Star Wars podcast. How are we going to do that, Chris? I don't know. We need. Yeah, how are you going to fist fight God? Tell me. I'm okay. just going to punch the clouds really hard. <laughs> I don't. I don't have. A, I don't. That'll have work. That'll yeah. work. No, you don't. Oh, Come there's nothing you can do. Don't listen to Chris, y'all. I've been don't s- listen to Chris. Look, okay. I've been saying look, I've been saying that forever. Mother Nature is trying to shake us off like the flea infestation that we are. <laughs> but it, I'm given to understand it's actually it's actually perfectly normal for it to snow in Colorado in February. I know. I'm weird. just from Texas, so it seems really weird. Weird. Yeah, yeah. well, it's anyway, to, anyway, it's God, we're snowing. almost done with this episode. I know. But okay. it's supposed to stay snowing until like April, right? For you? Girl. So, okay, I guess we're completely derailed with yeah, literally are. seconds left in this episode that we're talking about. So when we were driving up here to move here, okay, mm-hmm. to move here, this is end of April, 2023, we're driving up here and I'm on like hour 15 of this fucking drive. And oh. all of a sudden my car starts dinging, a dinging noise I've never heard it make before. And I'm like, what does that mean? I look down at the dashboard and it's flashing a symbol I've never seen before on Ooh. this car, a snowflake. What? And I'm watching, as I'm watching, in seconds, looking at my dashboard, I'm watching a flashing snowflake. I'm watching the temperature plummet because I've got a little temperature reader right. in my car. And it's like, it's like 40, sorry, 35, sorry, 30, 31, 30. Oh, my God. All of a sudden, it's in the 20s and it's snow. There was a freak snowstorm that we drove into an hour 15 of this fleeing from Texas we were doing. Good God. Uh, and it 
it just rolled down off the mountain and ambushed us. And so that was the first time I've ever driven in snow yeah. at all. Uh, and it was a snowstorm at the end of April. And so we finally, we and that was incredibly stressful. Like there's no seeing anything on the road. It was a fucking mess. We finally, we get to the hotel. We're exhausted and stressed out and we just are unconscious. We've got a dog and a cat and everything. And just everything is a mess. Okay. We wake up in the morning. There's no snow anywhere. How is that possible? There's no snow on the ground. There's no indication that anything happened. The fucking weather in Colorado was like, hey, Texas bitches, snow all over you. And then they gaslit us in the morning. I don't know what you're talking about. What snow? What the fuck? What fucking snow? Yeah, it was just gone. (laughs) There was nothing there. It was gone. And that was our introduction to Colorado weather. Anyway, if you get sick of that shit, you're welcome here anytime. (laughs) You're welcome. The ground shakes where you are, and I can't afford it. Um, it's warm. Very expensive to be where you are. (laughs) I got, I got you. Ground shakes. I got you. I got you for food and booze and all that and edibles. You got, you got me covered on what? Oh, okay. I can't, I can't do anything about the earthquakes. I need, I need a roof, and I have children too. So anyway, anyway, God. Okay, sorry guys. Getting back into rebels. Yeah. Kanan and Ezra, as they are scuttling towards this shuttle, and they've, they're they so happy, everything's gone so well, they stop in their tracks. Because they feel the cold. Mm. And they turn around. And they're standing in the most perfect, dramatic, up-top lighting with a bit of fog sort of swirling around him is Darth fucking Vader. I did have because to headcanon on the four Caesar melodrama counter. Thank you. I did have to headcanon that Vader showed up, like was touring the, the complex. It's like, where do I do my big reveal? Oh, look at that! If you just close the doors a little bit oh. and have the look at the use this lighting, <laughs> right? I'll be perfect. Turn the fog machine on. Get the fog Turn machine. Turn the going. fog machine on. Why is there smoke <laughs> coming out? Because for some reason there's fog inside the hangar. And you know what that reason is? Because it looks cool. Yeah. Because it. it looks cool. And he he ignites his red saber and he starts stalking forward. And there are stormtroopers jogging in behind him. It's an ambush. It's a setup. He was waiting for them this whole time. And he stalks forward and gets closer and closer and closer to the camera until his evil masked face fills the screen. And then to be continued. What? What? <laughs> I can't even imagine watching this week to week. Well, and like the, sorry, it cut off right there. Well, uh, funny you mentioned that. Well, I did what? do some research, and you actually pointed out this yes. week in chat. Um, uh, part one, part two was shown the same week. It was a big epic premiere. Disney Channel did a huge push because hello, Star Wars Rebels was successful. So when something is successful, Disney yeah. will go all out to promote it. I distinctly remember seeing the poster for season two. Everywhere in downtown Disney, the one that one time I went that year to go to Disneyland, and like I was like Vader's. I hadn't seen a lot of Rebels yet, and I was like Vader's going to be in the show. They're going to bust out Vader. Holy fuck! Yeah, Yeah. fucking amazing. Yeah. So yeah, that's the end of the episode, and I just scrolled up to the top of my notes and realized I forgot to uh, mention something. Uh oh. The directors for this episode. (laughs) Oh, you're terrible. I know, I know. I normally do this at the top, but I completely forgot. Because again, completely discombobulated about today. All right. So real quick before we close out this episode, uh, the, the, the pair of directors for this episode, uh, 
for one of them is Bosco Ng. Uh, all of his credits are Star Wars animation. Huh. Uh, he has done 10 episodes of Clone Wars, in- including the episode Brothers, where we first meet Savage Opress. Oh. Well, Savage Opress goes looking for Darth Maul. Oh, yeah. I love... Oh. Yeah, that was Bosco One of my Ng. favorites. Uh, he also directs uh, 11 episodes of Resistance and 15 total episodes for Rebels. The other director for this episode is Brad Rao. He's also mostly done Star Wars animation. Seven episodes of Resistance, uh, 18 episodes of Star Wars Forces of Destiny. Okay. Five episodes of Rebels and 31 episodes of The Bad Batch. Whoa. Yeah. So, kids, one has to wonder if Steph's going to edit this scene and put it up to the top. No, no, I'm going to own the hot mess of it all. (laughs) It's all, it's at the end. It's just how it is. Anyway, do you have anything else? Did you maybe miss some key parts of your notes before getting into Um, this? Let me see. Did we talk about um, Vader's butt, his crotch? Let me see. The cape is flowing. Um, You know, I could do, I could, I I could do this later. Um, I, yeah, no, God, I failed at my whole job here. Okay, so in the original version of the script for these episodes, Governor Price was going to be the one who got blown up. Oh. But that's a character we haven't met yet. Right. Like, Governor Price has been name dropped a lot, but we've never met them. Uh, so it was more impactful to have it be Minister Tua. Um, and that also didn't make any sense to be sacrificing a completely unknown character. And then, like, why would Vader... Uh, then promote Minister Tua to governor when Minister Tua fucked up. I, I, I also fucked something right. up. So that's well, Minister right. Tua well, uh, said in season one that uh, Governor Price was in Coruscant. Right. So, yeah, I, still, I assume they're in prison. But, like, was visiting Coruscant. Right, right. But I, I assume that's I, I assume that they were dead. Yeah, there was, um, right. there, there was an interesting tidbit that Minister Tua said during the Zoom call with the rebels where she was like, yeah, there are some rebel uh, sympathizers, but... Because they're besties with people in the Senate, the Empire can't do anything about that. Um, right. I love that. That brings up the dynamic of the influence that the Senate still has. And this is why the Emperor is so desperate right. to build that wonderful Death Star so he can disband the Senate and rule with fear. Yay! Right. You disband the Senate by blowing out the planets of the people who resist you. Yeah. Are against you. Yeah. Because they can't, but, but like a Bail Organa is definitely one of those people. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because we, we've already seen him. He's, he's, you know, he Zoom calls in to the rebellion. Okay, okay. That's it. That's all that's I got. A, yeah. That's yeah. all I got. Yeah. Are we, so are we done? We're done. Today? We're done. <laughs> okay, cool. Then um, we can gracelessly transition into the uh, outro. Are you ready? <laughs> I swear to God, 145 podcast episodes. You'd think we'd be better at this. But anytime a routine is fucked, like we're used to two episodes, uh, two recordings a week. So right. Now it's one, and then it's on a yeah. Friday, so we're now completely it's fucked up. Yeah. yeah. We are such simple minded creatures, y'all. You change our routine just a tiny bit, and we're like, I don't even fucking know where my ass is. I don't. <laughs> what do I do? Hashtag How dumb do I bitches person? and microphones. What's happening? Yeah. Dumb bitches. Okay, okay, okay. So, outro. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. Uh, Thanks for putting up with this. Uh, We appreciate that. Why did you point at me when you did that? If you enjoyed the... You did. I have no idea. You did. Did I point at you? Yeah. Do you you feel... Because I'm not... You're not actually in the room with me. So, I'm not pointing at you. I pointed at the camera. If you feel pointed at, that's on you, not me. 
Wow. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I'm a delight to be friends with. Anyway, uh, so if you enjoyed the music at the top of the episode, you should. Uh, that was a gift to the show by one of our listeners, a recording artist by the name of Chorlesy, who actually has a new single out right now called In My Lane. If you are interested uh, in his work, you can find him on the social media as at C-H-O-R-L-S-Y. Uh, if you would like to hang out with us in between episodes, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, uh, the artist formerly known as Twitter, and TikTok as at Darkside Divas. Also, if you haven't done so already, please subscribe to our podcast. You can find our podcast on any old podcast platform of your choosing. Uh, tell your friends about us. Leave a review. We would really appreciate that. Uh, also, we have a swag store, redbubble.com forward slash official divas. Did you know that we have a literally insufferable t-shirt, which is what Steph has been this whole recording session? You can totally <laughs> <laughs> you can totally buy that T-shirt as well as our it's other t- true though <laughs> our other T-shirt stickers, mugs, etc. of our show logos and other funny shit that we say. We also have a YouTube channel, Dark Side Divas. We're doing playthroughs of Baldur's Gate. We have Marvel content on there, Star Wars content of our Unleashed episodes. We're going to be doing more of that soon with some High Republicness that's coming, uh, and then. Uh, most importantly, we have a Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Divas Podcast. Steph and I are trying to do this full time. We would love your support. You would have access to uh, our live recording sessions, our, the videos of those recordings, which are a mess and unedited and funny as shit, uh, and also special content through it's there, true. and then access to the best Discord in all the galaxy. And that's it. It's true. All of that. All of that is true. All right. Okay. Then I guess we're done here. We're done here. Goodbye. Okay. Bye-bye.